the wise woman advised this guy's grandfather to keep the doors slightly ajar so that the fairies could freely pass. What a pain in the ass. Through the house. <laughs> what a pain in the ass. <laughs> I know. I think so, too. What if it's hot or cold? Yeah. Where are, the, where are these fairies going? Hello. Welcome to Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week, it's Irish Chrissy. Yeah. I'm going to be talking about Irish stuff. Can you believe it? I know. I yeah. can hardly believe it. I'm excited. I feel like this week has kind of flown in a weird way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot's been going on. A lot. Enjoyable <laughs> week. Great week. <laughs> good week a for week everybody. A week that feels good. A week. You know what? This is a week to celebrate. <laughs> Hey, everybody, follow me online at The Myth Traveler on all social media. Yep. Uh, shout out to my uh, Hunter Killer uh, peeps, whether you're at the company or not. I enjoyed working with you. Hope you're all well. Hope the company is well. And everybody, please stay tuned for the things that I'm going to be working on in the future. Mm-hmm. You can find me at The Myth Traveler on all social media. That's right. So let's talk Irish stuff. Let's do it. All right. Well, what do you know about about fairies, fairy folk. <laughs> Genuinely like nothing. As I was The wee folk. The what? The good people. Oh, is that those are alternate names? Yeah. I like the good people. Yep. A lot. Yeah. The wee folk mm-hmm. is so like something that somebody might just met, say in a pub. <laughs> you're right. Oh, you're talking about the wee folk, are ya? Mm-hmm. Everybody's got their own name for these things. Yep. Um, I would say just about nothing. Okay. Given what we talked about last week when I was doing Irish uh, folklore, um, you and I had discussed briefly the idea that even a leprechaun mm-hmm. is sometimes said to be a fairy. Right. So I think it's a fairly broad category of magical creature. Mm-hmm. But also a million years ago, you on this show told the story of the Cottingley fairies. Yes. Which were a very famous, um, I, I'm going to call it a hoax only because it was purported to be no, real and totally turned out is. not to be. It's totally a hoax. But it was kids. Yeah, right. I mean, it wasn't like a, you know, big deliberate scheme. But yeah, yeah, it was kids. It was right. like teens. Yeah, they they like drew pictures of mm-hmm. fairies the way that you might typically picture them, like a Tinkerbell type fairy. Right. And uh, photographed them and purported them to be real. So that ultimately is what I would say a fairy is, mm-hmm. a teeny tiny sprite with big wings. Yeah. Um, but knowing what we know about the leprechaun, maybe it also includes little bearded guys. I'm not sure. It pretty much is a broad category that covers like all manner of seemingly we yeah. small uh-huh. supernatural creatures that you know, can be of this physical world sometimes, then maybe other times not. They go off to their fairy realm. Oh. But for instance, brownies are a type of fairy. Of course, from our, our very famous episode, Brownies and Daniel Stern. Of course. Um, <laughs> like, wow. You know, I'm sure some elves could maybe fall under the fairy yeah. headline, like a booterplop. <laughs> yes, like a Buddha that elf. We also talked about the Icelandic belief in fairies at one point. That's right. I thought that was more so elves, but if elves are fairies, then oh yeah, it is. It is elves, but yeah, I guess they are kind of fairies. The re- you know what the they're reason... like people of the land, like yes. natural creatures of the land that oversee nature. Yes, or just part of it, I guess. It's very. I mean, honestly, it is basically that, but things that can kind of like come and go from yeah. our world. That's cool. But yeah, very much of the land. And the reason that I got those mixed up just now, the idea of the Icelandic belief in elves and calling them fairies is because there's definitely some overlap in the way that um, some Icelandic people like 
revere elves and treat them with respect in the way that some Irish people... I don't know if they, this really happens so much now. I think it does a little bit. I'll just speak in the present tense because it's easier. Sure. But um, the way that some Irish people respect fairies. So why don't we get right into it? And I have to give a big thank you to friend of the show, Brett Manning, yeah. um, who's an amazing artist that I have become like you know, internet friends with or whatever. Best friends. Chat. She's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for purely online friends, she might be my best friend. Really? Yeah, I don't really talk to like a lot of people who I like don't uh, know. It sounds like a rivalry for with other people that you know online. Oh, God. Everybody's dying to be Kristen's friend <laughs> oh, online. Yeah, right. But anyway, um, Brett is really, really awesome. And Brett draws a lot of really cool like irish folk art creatures she draws a lot of really amazing fairies and elves and things like that so definitely go check her out at brett manning or at brett manning art i'll look Instagram. it up let, let yeah. me confirm it but so anyway because i knew from her art that brett was really familiar with um like irish folklore I messaged her and was like, hey, we're going to be doing this episode. Are there things in particular that you're really into right now or that you think would be fun to hear us talk about? Um, as far as I think I said, as far as fairies go, I'm not totally sure. But um, she put me onto the idea of fairy paths and fairy roads. So these kind of have some stuff in common with ley lines, which we've spoken about on the show, but not really yeah. at length. But they're basically... Um, geographical lines that connect two places of significance and it's thought that that path between them is like energetically charged in some way where um, supernatural things are more likely to happen along a ley line fairy roads are somewhat similar um, you don't really want to be trying to do stuff on them the way you might want to be trying to like do witchcraft or you know supercharging on a ley line use a ley um, line as fuel basically yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But there's similarly stuff going on on a fairy path. Okay. Um, and you don't want to get in the way of them because those fairies are going back and forth. You don't want to get in their way because they're going to be pissed. Oh. So another part of Irish fairy lore that I think is very fun is that um, fairies are, are mostly to be respected from afar and somewhat feared if you are to cross them. Oh. So the not 100% across the board, but much of the fairy lore in Ireland is not just like cute little, little like sweeties with wings. They're like, don't cross the, the fairies because yeah. they're going to get pissed at you and they're going to smite you in some way. You don't want a fairy on your ass. No, you absolutely don't. I just realized Tinkerbell is a fairy in Peter Pan yeah. and she's a little spicy. She is a little spicy. Yeah. You like don't want to piss her off. Yeah. She's got a bit of a bad attitude. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. You're right. I wonder if that's, you know, rooted in anything. Maybe. Um, so yeah, so reminiscent of building on Elfland, as we talked about in episode 38, um, and episode 38, by the way, is naturally, if you're looking for it, the Iceland, I think it's Icelandic people believe in elves and the moon landing is fake. Yeah, we used to do the show with two topics per episode, so we've got some wacky names in there, yeah. Right, it's a, a classic pairing. Um, but so same deal, the way that Icelandic people might not want to build where they think that elves are 
are living, you don't want to build anywhere that's going to be blocking a ferry path or a ferry road. Right. Um, so in Ireland back in the day, people who had illnesses or other kinds of misfortune maybe fell on them were said to le- live in houses that were in the way um, obstructing a, a, a ferry path. And that would be known as living in a contrary place. Oh. So you're living contrary to the way that you should be because you were just like right in the way of the fairies. That's interesting. I like the sort of like it's, I guess for them, they know they're not speaking in sort of like a secret language or something, but Mm -hmm. it does feel almost coded. I think, yeah, I mean, it totally does. I think it's because it's just such a completely different culture. Yeah. You know, like they just speak differently. Um, as will be exemplified in me butchering all sorts of Irish and Gaelic pronunciation. I looked up how to pronounce some of these things last week, promptly forgot, and uh, didn't relook it up today. Perfect. So, all right. Lost to time. Yeah, exactly. I did make half an effort. You know, we may never know. <laughs> There's no way to know. There's no way to know how, how to, to pronounce say these, these things. things. Yeah. Um, so here are some examples of strangeness that has occurred having to do with having a fairy path in a place that you wouldn't want it. Um, so there was a family where four children got sick and died and the doctors were baffled who attended to them. And this is all, you know, it's a story. Um, the fifth child got sick and nearly died, but then made a sudden and total recovery. And the father told the doctor that this happened because he consulted a wise woman who told him that his new house extension was blocking a ferry path oh. between two ferry forts. And that's why his children got sick and died, because you were blocking the ferry path. They get pissed and the face smite you. Wow. So in this story, he demolished the new house extension that had been blocking the ferry path. And that child who was on the brink of death became healthy again and could live. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So because even like you you have to wonder, did the father realize that almost feels like real eyes, realize, realize. (laughs) You know, you're right. I think I'm going to get that tattooed. He probably figured that out. He probably figured it out. Yeah. It feels a little bit like, you know, some sort of like Amityville horror or or that feels very rules oriented. I can imagine the movie already of somebody being like, how could this be happening? And then Mm -hmm. they go down this rabbit hole of information. Some old professor professor brings up like the fairy folk. Mm -hmm. And then by the end, he's smashing up the extension with an axe. Yeah. And everything is okay. Yeah, totally. Um, It's so... Odd, though, I guess progress is inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what, the world is going to change and grow and develop and, and humans are migratory and we take over a place and we build on it and blah, blah, blah. Fairies, they're just like, no, 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 no. No, the way the world was when we got here, that's how it'll always have to be. Well, we'll or I'm going to kill your children. To your point, they are of the earth. They don't have a different mode of transportation they're going to take. They're of the earth. They want to go in their path. That path can't don't... just bend around the extension of the house? No. It can't. No. It's not going to happen. Mm-mm. No negotiating. No, they're into the old ways. And old with an E. Old with an E. Yeah. But like, killing a child is... I told you, these aren't your mama's fairies. It's not a direct punishment. That kid didn't build the extension... You know what he I mean? He lives in the house. He lives. So what? Doesn't matter. And and everyone's just supposed to figure out what that means. It could. They could have never figured it out. The kid dies. The fairies and the, have been there forever. 
why do we have to bend around? Wait, no. Why do they have to bend around us? They have to bend. Wait, what? We don't know anymore. Someone's bending something, but we're not sure. Right. But the point is the family with the threats. <laughs> they don't have to bend around us. We have to bend around them. Right. Evidently. To their whims. Sorry. I'm sorry. I was trying to get away from that moment. <laughs> <laughs> but the parents are just being like, my kid is dying now. Mm-hmm. And I thank God they figured out that it was the thing. Thank fairies. God he spoke to. He consulted a wise woman. A wise woman, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like they could have just never found out. Right. And and the kid dies, they finish building the extension, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yes. So the fairies could have been screwed. The f- uh, if they didn't figure well, it out. No, but at least they got their revenge. Oh, so even if they're for path- people with a vengeful mind, perhaps that's an I don't think the fairies were signaling to them, change the house or else we're gonna kill another kid. They were pissed. They were just pissed. That, yes. So they were like that wasn't a tactic. I still have to walk a few meters out of my way, but when you're that small, Will, at least to have an addition onto a house, yeah, it's a big, it's a big hike. That's hours. But what a sicko to just be like, at least that kid's dead. I know. Yeah, I know. No, Will, for, in your scenario, this is some sort of tactic where the fairies are like, I don't know, holding, you know. Yeah, like, I guess I thought that it was like a bargaining chip almost, but it's it's not. Ooh, it's an it's, extreme swing for a bargaining chip. An extreme swing a, for to kill a child, Kristen. An extreme swing for you. You're making me walk slightly out of my way. Yes, but this is all assuming that they're they're little mad people down there. So I'm not I'm not looking at them rationally in this situation. Oh, there's I, a there's a rationale to what you're proposing. Oh, you think so? I just don't think it's crazy. It is certainly crazy, but there's at least like I kill a kid if you don't change this. No, they're just like you messed up my path. Die, 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 die. Well, but clearly they have some sort of a heart because the guy chops up the extension. And they're like, eh, we'll let the boy live. Well, there was no need to to kill him anymore. There's no need for revenge anymore. They're done. You're like, all right, good. You fixed it. I can just keep going along my way. But they had to undo the curse. So they're just like, I don't think fine. it was even undoing it. I imagine that they were making him sick, making him sick because they didn't have... You know, their good path. And then they just stopped because now they can just go on the path. Oh. I don't think it was a reversal because he was getting sicker and sicker. Gotcha. Maybe every time they had to take that little detour, they were like, right. eh, right. and they, just flung more evil goo yes, his way. They blew like deathly fairy dust. So they basically him. stopped blowing deathly fairy dust. Therefore, the kid got better. That is what I think. All right. I'll, I'll, then I'll buy it. That's, that's what I imagine. Eh, now it's definitely what happened. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's, what, it's now Faye Cannon. As far as I know or care, it's a fact. <laughs> okay, so another example of like the importance of the straightness of a fairy path is a story uh, concerning a croft will, yeah. which is now a cattle shed, and knocking <laughs> Crean oh. in Brosna, County Kerry. Okay. Okay. Um, there was an interview in the 80s where the last human occupant of that croft uh, told a story about problems that his grandfather had run into. He said that his cattle would periodically and inexplicably, inexplicably just start dying. And they didn't really know why. Until, again, a wise woman who was passing through. Oh, thank God for these wise women. I know. Absolutely. Uh, pointed out that... The front door of the house 
it was exactly opposite the back door of the house and that perhaps this dwelling stood on a ferry path that was running between these two hills. Oh. So the fairies want to get from this hill to this hill, but now this house is blocking their way. And perhaps that is why these cattle are dying every once in a while. So again, they're taking the long way and they're blowing death fairy dust at the cattle and they're pissed. So the wise woman advised this guy's grandfather to keep the doors slightly ajar so that the fairies could freely pass. What a pain in the ass. Through the house. <laughs> what a pain in the ass. <laughs> I know. I think so too. What if it's hot or cold? Yeah. Where are, the, where are these fairies going? What do they have to do? I don't know. With and this also, commute. It sounds like quite a ways all also, the time. Because their realm is not just the physical. Yeah. But the metaphysical, why don't they just make this passage when they're not in the physical realm? And then all problems are solved. Yeah, you're right. If, if it's, I mean, I don't know how that functions, I suppose. I don't if either. it's like Nightcrawler from the X-Men, mm-hmm. where yeah, you can right. sort of teleport. Right. I think I, I, I think a nerd once explained to me, he teleports out of our <laughs> physical realm to a reality that he controls and he can condense space or something like that. Okay. Let's assume that nerd is right and that's yeah. how fairies function. Yeah. Just zip along outside of the physical realm. Yeah. I'm not leaving my doors ajar. Fine. Kill my horses. What do I need them for? <laughs> I'm not a farmer. You got bigger problems on your hands. Oh, yeah, I do. Um, so that worked. Keeping oh. the jars slightly ador. Uh, <laughs> you know. My jars are open. <laughs> Someone's that, been that eating I my would, jam. That I would like. Somebody helping me with a little, little bit with a jar. That I'll take. Sometimes those really stick. I'll do it a nickel a jar. Okay, great. All right. William, you're hired. You have a job again. Thank you. Look at me. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm Look on easy you. street. Yeah. You're my house boy. Now. <laughs> oh, no. He's my butler. <laughs> oh, God. Um... So, yeah, the problem was solved when they did that um, because, indeed, the building was on top of a straight line between two local hilltops and at one end of a long straight track. Oh. So, obviously, the uh, fairies were trying to use it. Obviously. Um, here's another fairy story about the path. They processed from Rath Ringlestown. Okay. Like a procession uh-huh. in Ireland every night, and parents would bring their children in before it was time for the pa- the fairies to pass by. That's a good idea. So they don't have to worry about them like snatching a child because that happens left and right. Oh my god, left and right. There, I think we mentioned it on the show last week. We can talk about changelings for a whole episode. Oh yeah, sometime. I think we should. Yeah, yeah. Fairies are going to kill your kids. They're going to kill your cattle. They're going to steal your kids. I'm going to say something maybe not nice. Okay. Should we be at war with the fairies and just William, kill no. them all? <laughs> well, no. Think about some nice ones. Remember the episode about the elementals where, um, you know, we learned yeah. that there are these like spirits of the earth, basically. Those are fairies and those are nice ones. All right. If they're not taking your kids, yeah. killing your cows, right. poisoning your children, mm-hmm. forcing you to leave your doors ajar and your jars a door, well, they can, then you know, they can live. I think they can help you with things, though, here and there. Brownies help clean your house. Some of them like to hang out in your garden. Doesn't sound and... like a brownie's cleaning. <laughs> but also, if there's a risk that you got to get your kids inside, or else a fairy might just grab one yeah. and take it with them on their walk, yeah. on their evening stroll. I'm sorry, fairies. This isn't cool with me. 
No, I guess I guess that's right. I mean, I'm not going to join you what if there in had the been, war against the good people. Kristen, I'm just going to tell you that. What if there had been another sibling <laughs> when we were young? A Rogers. <laughs> another, yeah, quirky Rogers. Right. Our youngest. Well, we had all those woods behind the house, and I used to like imagine fairies back there yeah. and stuff. So maybe Corgi Rogers. Yes. Is out was there. carried into the forests hmm. in Connecticut. I'm going up, and that's why they speak to me so. I'm gonna have to do my own because it's Corky reaching out to me. Yeah. Hmm. Oh well. Oh, well. <laughs> too bad. <laughs> Poor Cork. Um. <laughs> so, <laughs> the path, the procession path of the, of the fairies in Rath Rigglestown, passed around several bushes, which were left undisturbed by the locals. Then this dude cut down one bush uh, that he could not get to burn, and then he sickened and died within a short while as a consequence of those actions because he messed with the fairy path. Also, this same route passed between two mud wall houses, and a man who was out at the wrong time was found dead. The fairies having taken him for getting in the way of the procession. This this is awful. (laughs) Taken him, taken him not physically. No, they took his life. He's dead now. Yes. Yeah, they took him away from our lives. And yet, and yet we're messing with them, you know, like by trying to have a home and like a family and, and horses and stuff. We're getting in their way. We just have to do it not on their paths. They're not getting in our way at all. They're doing their own thing and all of a sudden we're dropping a house on them like the Wizard of Oz. But they're dragging my children off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are. Okay. Just leave them alone and keep the kids away from them. I'll do my best. And it'll be fine. Uh, um, sounds so, like a lot of work. <laughs> so homeowners have knocked corners off of their houses because the corner blocked a ferry path. And cottages have been built with the front and back doors in line deliberately so that owners could leave them both open and let the ferries go through them at night. Okay. Um, people are, you know, really making sure here because they don't want any of the consequences that you just laid out. They're living in fear. Yes, they, they are. And under yeah. a dictatorship. Yes. Of Faye. Yes. A dictatorship of Faye. This is yeah. like the village. Mm-hmm. M. Night Shyamalan, the village. <laughs> yeah. An entire community of people that, that don't have a ton of technology, don't have a lot of means. Yeah. Uh, and are in fear of these creatures. That come out at night. That come out at night. And they have to do special things to their doors. Yes. And have particular needs and wants that we can't possibly make sense of. No. Can't predict. No. I know. You can only, I think you can only really figure it out after the fact. Because other, oh no, that's not true. I know how to find fairy paths. I just remembered. There's a, I've, I have how you do this. By the way, look ahead. Uh, my, my, I'm working on a movie, The Village. Mm. So I'll have that, which is good. Oh, so that should be great. Oh, that'll be good for me. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> Um, so it was believed that a house built on a fairy path would suffer from midnight noises and manifestations of the supernatural. So you might have bad luck in the form of sick farm animals, like I said before, or personal illness. And one remedy was to build small fires in several places along the fire path using the fire, excuse me, using the, um, Blessed fire of St. John's Eve that was lit every year at sunset. Ugh, God, why am I wow. talking like this? On sunset at sunset on the twenty third. So you're lighting their way. If you're really nice to them, you're not blocking their path, but you are in fact lighting their way using fire from a very special fire. Then you're gonna be a okay. I do that, and they're mm-hmm. like, "This is great. He's lighting my way." Yeah. And then as they walk, they don't realize that there's a thinly covered pit. 
It's also filled with fire, and it's like lemmings. They just go in one after another, and the village is saved. The village (laughs) is saved. Is that the plot of the village? It is now. Yeah, I think it sounds pretty good. Yeah. Well, here's how you can find these paths proactively. So you can hopefully not build on them and hopefully not suffer the wrath of the fae. Um, There are some builders who used to use a technique to see if where they were about to build was on a fairy path. They would map out the floor plan in the earth and then place a pile of stones at each corner. They would then leave that overnight. And if the stones were undisturbed in the morning, then they knew it was safe to build here. And if they were like scattered around or anything, that then they knew that they were in the midst of a fairy path and they should not build. Wow. Yeah. That's very Blair Witch. Yeah. Totally. Very Blair Witch. It's also, that definitely it's, makes me think of Rustin Parr's house. It's also very me as a kid putting my troll doll up yeah. facing the house of the next door neighbor woman who I deemed a witch to see if it was knocked over in the morning. If it was knocked over, she was a witch. You are right. Mm-hmm. You're right about that. Yep. We used to joke about this. The fact that you did that as a kid and we were like, what a silly kid to like make up your own test. And what is this test based on? Nothing. Yeah. Your test is equally mm-hmm. as scientific right. as as any of these like methodologies we've ever talked about on Guide to the Unknown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That troll doll, if it's knocked over in the night, something knocked it over. And we've made the decision. Well, the power of Mrs. Castle knocked it over. Exactly. Yeah. I, that, is, that is equally as mm-hmm. viable a test. I completely that agree. That test has aged wonderfully. Oh, beautifully. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, you can't measure things that aren't scientific at all with scientific means. You yeah. just got to go off of some some guessing and a little a little pinch of faith. Oh, you know, and and make believe and <laughs> imagination and fear. Yeah. <laughs> and and a lack of understanding. All of the above. <laughs> how the world works. Maybe not the last one, but everything else. <clears throat> um builders also didn't use white quartz very often in their stonework because it's said to be a fairy stone. So, I guess that would piss them off I'm freaking pissed <laughs> that's my kind of stone oh you did it you idiots so they go to all that goddamn work to build a house that's out of the way they yeah. use the wrong kind of stone and they're screwed Kristen these fairies are bullshit <laughs> this is this is horrible they're menaces to these, what's going on these, there are a lot of fairies that are nice a lot of, a lot of nice fairies out there I'm sure some are nice fairies <laughs> Um, so they're again with these wise women, they are getting theirs back in this time because they were thought to be able to advise home builders of the existence of fairy paths. Um, however, it's usually said that they are kind of called in after. I'm sorry, am I boring you? <laughs> William just looked at his watch. It could have been a job alert. <laughs> Kristen, I gotta get oh, mine. I'm rich. <laughs> Look at that. I'm in the money. Yeah. What's that? Ooh. Mr. Disney? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm available. Here I come. Very available. F you and your fairy paths, Kristen. Exactly. I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, so they would call in the wise women after the fact to be like, man, how come there are all these disturbances and bad luck and all my cattle's dead? And then the wise woman would be like, oh, because you're on a fairy path, duh. Yeah. Um, but they would sometimes call them in in advance and be like, is this on a fairy path or not? What's the deal? Um, so if you, if you build on a fairy path, not all is lost. Okay. Because... This sounds like we can be some more shit. <laughs> the house that you build on the fairy path, if you're not going to move it, will be demolished by the fairy folk twice. 
What? On the third attempt, they will finally leave you alone. Oh. So if you're willing to go through that rigmarole, you can live in the middle of a fairy path as long as you're willing to have your house <laughs> demolished twice. Twice? Yeah. So you build it. I'm sure. Listen, I've never built a house. Mm-hmm. I've built with Lego and it was Lego. arduous. Yeah. <laughs> Peaceful, yes. but complicated. Sure. I'm sure a house is at least twice as difficult. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> at least. Yeah. Um, you go through all that pain, you build the house, some goddamn fairies come along, knock it down, then give you a look like, uh-huh. you know, try again. Yeah. What do you think? If you do build it the second time, you may as well just do it the third time and be Absolutely. done with it. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're going to do it more than once, do it the three times, and then you're all set. What a pain in the ass. What a pain <laughs> in the ass. No one, no one's figured out how to talk to these things early and be like, can we build here, please? I mean, I don't know. No. Not They've not got so many rules. They're so particular, but you can't check ahead. You can't get clearance, right? What the hell? So I, Brett sent me a message today, like just a couple hours before the show. I mean, Brett doesn't know when we record. It's not like she was late to tell me this or something. I just happened to find out. She told me that there is this movie on Apple TV called, let me see. Called God Damn It Fairies Again. (laughs) No, it's called Fairy Faith. That is a 2018 documentary. And Brett said it's really awesome. And it's about fairy lore but also how some people do still kind of believe in fairies and in like a kind of you know spiritual religious nice way not like a a fear of fairies sort of thing yeah so everything i happened to look up happened to be about scary fairies which i love i do too i know it's very fun um but you know there are also helpful and benevolent and just kind of like nice fairies about basically fair enough speaking of brett manning Uh uh brett's uh instagram is at Brett Manning Art. Okay, great. B R E T T M A N N I N G A R T. Incredible. Oh, Incredible yeah. Incredible artwork. Yeah, we have a bunch of her art behind us. We do. Um, on our set, I've got a ton of it at home. I have shirts and quite frankly, hats and uh, Brett is not in need of our praise, although we definitely give it. Yeah, Brett is enormously popular and successful oh, yeah. and 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 wonderful i have my brett manning beating right here that says i'd rather be slowly consumed by moss which is wonderful every time you wear that coined. it yeah. makes me laugh yeah um uh but brett also describes herself here as a multi-dimensional Faelian entity yeah hell yeah so everything i'm saying about the fae just want to say brett you're cool in my book please <laughs> please leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> don't demolish i'm sorry <laughs> if any i should also say if any fae are listening i apologize my house has been safe for five years please allow it to be so you could leave them a nice little offering if you want why don't you leave a, th- a thimble of milk and honey outside for them i have to do that like every day they would like that i, offer I don't know when you think of it make a little daisy chain Leave it somewhere for them. They like that. Tell you what, I agree to do it as often as I think about it. Okay, great. Okay. Doesn't that sound fun and cute? A little thimble? Milk this, and honey? This is the kind of thing that, you know, I feel like I might try to do with Zoe mm-hmm. once. Oh. I think this might be an Aunt Chrissy activity. It totally is. As soon as she's old enough to, like, really understand what I'm saying and everything, I'm going to be hiding. Which is never little- <laughs> I barely understand what you're saying. <laughs> I'm going to be hiding little fairies in our yard all over the place, and we're yeah. going to go on little fairy hunts, and I can't wait for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where am I in my thing? Okay, so... Oh, I wanted to mention also... I just hope I'm able to feed and clothe her. <laughs> you know, because 
Because you got laid off. I was laid off from my my job. Right. I don't know if so. we mentioned that on the show yet. No, we alluded to it a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hire William. I was not the only one. At no. The Myth Traveler on all social media. Yes. Uh, we're making a lot of jokes. It is it is a major bummer, but yeah. I do have a lot of ideas of ways to, to rebuild and... Quite frankly, I think that some of them are going to be very like public, fun things. I've mm-hmm. always enjoyed putting my work out online and and uh, uh, being able to share it with people. So please yeah. follow me online at the Myth Traveler on mm-hmm. all social media uh, to see what I get up to next. Um, I think I will be in the short term doing some live streaming mm-hmm. on my own, which will be a lot of fun and just a, a good way to sort of like pass the time and connect with people yeah. as I uh, sort of go into construction. Mm-hmm. Um, as goofy as I am on this show, and quite frankly in real life, yes, I'm also. Certainly, I conduct myself as an absolute professional. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, So uh, also, please uh, support my audio drama work, Blackwood, Earthbreak, The Long Hallway. These are all shows that I worked on as a writer, producer, director, sometimes a performer. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think they're they're terrific demonstrations of uh, things that I've worked on primarily with Hunt a Killer. But certainly, I've learned so many lessons on those that uh, I'm going to carry forward. Yeah. Um, also running all um, media production on the Hunter Killer Blair Witch series, mm-hmm. um, including uh, I, shooting videos, directing performers. Um, uh, I was one of the writers on the two seasons there, which was a lot of fun. Really exciting. Fun to work with an existing IP, particularly for something that I loved. So if you're out there and you're you know in this field, in this industry with an interesting project yeah. and have uh, any curiosity in connecting, let alone collaborating, please certainly feel free to reach out at The Myth Traveler on all social media. I would greatly appreciate that. Yeah, definitely do it. And Will works for money, not exposure. Um, <clears throat> Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kristen's my agent That's now. That's very I, much a thing is people being like, oh, you'll get exposure? No. I, I, you're, That's a big N-O. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah. Um, I have a tendency to say yes to right. more things and than I probably should. and that's a Oh. Yeah. Also, if there are agents out there, that might be a, yes. a smart next step. <laughs> yes. Because I like to just go and work and get stuff out there fast. Um, but uh, strategy, mm-hmm. I think, is important to employ. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, while we're doing this, we may as well mention our Patreon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have a Patreon that's at patreon.com slash pod, And that is where for $4 a month, that's our starting tier or more. We also have an $8 tier and a $13 tier. You can get varying amounts of bonus episodes. Actually, that $13 tier gets a bonus episode every single week, which is kind of awesome. And it helps keep the show going. Lord knows it's going to help keep Will going. Yeah, so, quite frankly, supporting yes. Guide to the Unknown is a terrific way uh, uh, to lend some support, um, which I would greatly appreciate. And mm-hmm. we have a lot of fun on our Patreon. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. <clears throat> this week's episode that's already out there right this second um, is available starting at our Ghost tier, which starts at $4 or more per month. Mm-hmm. It's episode 50. Yeah. Of the Netherworld Dispatch, which is kind of unbelievable. Yeah. And we have a ton of, like hundreds of people who have supported us on Patreon, which is incredible. Yes. And very much appreciated. And I've seen a lot of people say that they had a lot of fun with episode 50. Mm -hmm. We finally watched some Garbage Pail Kids videos as we had promised. It was vile. It was was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. Yeah, it was a bad time. Um, And the way the, the, the episode ends... Um, I didn't even remember until I was editing it and I started just laughing because I, in the episode, I start like 
convulsing. Yeah, your reaction is amazing. I get so full of joy at a clip that we watch yep. um, from Queen of the Damned, which yes. I just couldn't believe what I was seeing, and I think I'll be watching Queen of the Damned at some point. In the <laughs> your reaction is wonderful. I hope you have the time to. Oh, uh, Kristen, you know what? I think I'll be able to squeeze it in. <laughs> I don't know if I'll get to the credits. I will yeah. say that. I can understand why My not. time is a little more valuable. Yeah, you respect yourself. <laughs> we'll see. I'm going to try. Um, no working for exposure and no watching the entirety of The Queen of the Damned. Oh, I'll try. Those are the two rules. Yes. Yep. Uh, and then uh, this coming Monday, we're going to have another new episode, which will be available for our demon tier. That's the mm-hmm. $13 or up tier that gets you a new show every Monday. Yep. So this coming Monday, Chris and I will be playing more of Fatal Frame, mm-hmm. the, uh, the ghost hunting, ghost camera video game, which yeah. genuinely stresses me out the second we start playing it. So come back for that as well. But that's just to say, there's so much stuff on patreon.com slash GTTU pod that if you enjoy this show, I think you will really have a good time with because we go uh, a a step further than we can do on on public Patreon, on a YouTube and on Spotify and things like that. Patreon lets us get a little wackier. So go check that out. You, uh, the second you sign up, you unlock I mean, a ton of material. Loads. Plus there's, everything that we're doing in the future. Yeah, there's there's more than just the bonus shows even. There are commentaries for all the Scream movies, including the new one. Those are available to everyone who signs up yep. for $4 or up. Um, there are like, uh, there's all kinds of stuff. It's more than just the bonus episodes. Yes. And it's very well organized. You can find everything. And it's a lot of fun. It's a party. Yeah. It's Kristen and I doing what we do best, which is sitting down, goofing around, looking at spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just want to say I very much appreciate everybody. Yeah, thank uh, you. Uh, who's who's supportive of us doing this show thank you all very much yes thank you thank you thank you all right well so let's move on to fairy rings yeah okay do you know what about these at all i'll tell you what i think that these have been yeah this is okay this is this is a little circuitous i can shorten it up Mm -hmm. the most recent legend of zelda game is a, a gigantic open world game, like enormous, go wherever you want, do whatever you want. There are a thousand little miniature side quests and things to stumble across. Yeah. Um, it's called Breath of the Wild. Um, one of the big things that you come across in the game are 900 little fairy sprite things. Oh. Yeah. Cool. And some of them are because you'll see a ring of stones with one stone out of place. So you see, a, a, a you know, rings all in a circle, and then one is clearly missing. Mm-hmm. And if you go find that stone and drop it in that spot, you'll have found that fairy, and you'll get a little bonusy. Oh, fun thing! So I I don't know if that has any sort of like folkloric or legendary basis in fairy rings, but it certainly is what I thought of. I mean, it sounds like it. So basically, fairy rings are like portals to the fairy world oh. in some cases. So okay. I wonder if that plays into the Legend of Zelda thing at all? Part of why I say it is because the Zelda series does have a history of taking things from right. folklore and finding a way to turn it into a video game element. Yeah. Um, and so fairy rings feel like they might just be right at home. Yeah. 
I'm now part of the Legend of Zelda world. That's right. Because I'm playing Link's Awakening. That's terrific. It's wonderful. Yeah, my favorite game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it sounds like that could kind of play into it. Um, but also, so I kind of thought that it was just that, that it was just simply that these are little portals that if you stumble into, you might like, whoa, now I'm in the fairy realm. <laughs> <laughs> Start falling through a crack in the earth. Right. Yeah. And I was wrong. It's not really that. Yeah. Um, there, you know, there are some stories about that, but it seems like more prevalent than that is the idea that these are just circles that fairies have created by dancing so hard in circles. What? So they're just like doing like a fairy dance. <laughs> Jamming like, out. Yeah. Like, All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen to like a mandolin. I guess so. And it creates these fairy circles. So it, it's like they've somehow roped up a roped off a dance floor. Wow. With, you know, natural means. Because these these fairy circles are usually rings of mushrooms. Yeah. That are on right. a circle. Um, but then they can also be rings of either like extra super green grass or dead grass. So anything that's like, you know, naturally occurring. Yes, William. Well, it's a, it's like it's either it's either really, really fertile green grass or it's exact opposite mm-hmm. dead grass. Or mushrooms. But th- it's just to say things that naturally occur in the ground it could happening be in a ring. Anything, regardless of context. No. If fairies are dancing so hard, why would the grass be greener? Why would the mushies be roomier? Not happening. The grass being dead in a circle. That makes sense for the story of of elves going ham. I don't know. They have different properties than we do. Elves fertilizing in a big circle? Fairies, William. Whatever. Yeah. Elves leaving brownies? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Could be. Um, (laughs) Could be. Could be. It's like like being on Unsolved Mysteries for a second. (laughs) Could be. Mm. It's not impossible. So, fairies and witches are sometimes sort of linked as being of similar persuasions on account of the dancing in circles. So, witches have been depicted, like, you know, cackling and dancing in a circle at night or whatever, doing their, like, wicked deeds. And fairies dancing in a circle has taken on the same connotation. I also think it's interesting that both of these are things that are traditionally associated with femininity. Oh, yeah. So, ladies dancing in a circle, like, without a care in the world, that is very scary. We don't want that. We don't want that. There's something about that that's unnatural. Yeah, they could be up to anything. Yeah. Um. So look look at them. (laughs) Probably doing something bad. (laughs) Dancing in a circle. Just just a bunch of men. Me and like Sarah, like. uh, 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 uh. And it's like some idiot in like knee high knickers or whatever, just like peeking through some trees, like. Should we should we drown them? That doesn't seem natural. (laughs) I don't like this. Maybe we should see if they float. I'm not really sure. Anyway. Yeah, I'm offended when people don't wear a hat. (laughs) This is way too far. Losers. (laughs) Yeah, total herbs. Uh, So. Uh, there's an early 20th century Irish tradition that says fairies enjoy dancing in particular around the hawthorn tree. So fairy rings often center around hawthorn trees. Huh. And we will get to hawthorn trees in just a little bit. Because, oh. well, I also have tree lore. Yeah. Uh, Hashtag tree facts. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, Our numbers are going to go through the roof. <laughs> yeah. Our Patreon memberships just skyrocketed. Whoa. <laughs> For more tree deets, yeah, hit up patreon.com slash gttu. That's right. Uh, 
So either way, whatever the reason, wherever it is by a hawthorn tree or not, you probably don't want to step on or into a fairy ring. Okay. Because more often than not, someone who violates a fairy perimeter becomes invisible to mortals who are outside the perimeter (laughs) and may find it impossible to leave the circle. And very often, the fairies force the mortal to dance to the point of exhaustion, death, or madness. You've come into our circle? You think that's fine? Party nerd! Dance, loser, dance! (laughs) Yeah. Until they just fall down. Uh, Mortals who have danced with the fairies are very rarely safe after having been saved from their enthrallment. Uh, Sometimes they find that what seemed to be but a brief foray into the realm of the Fae was actually much longer in mortal years. And it might have been weeks or years. Oh, so like like a lost time UFO yeah. kind of idea. Yep, big time. Um, so there are legends that say that the only safe way that you can investigate a fairy ring is if you run around it nine times. Because this gives you the ability to hear the fairies dancing and frolicking underground. Exhausting. <laughs> Um, this must be done under a full moon and the runner must travel in the direction of the sun to go. Wait a minute. If you're running in a circle, Mm -hmm. you're constantly running in in, the direction of the sun in contrary directions to the sun because you're turning all the time. Turn, turn. Yeah, I guess so. Um, to, so Wikipedia used a word that I have com- I completely forgot existed. Um, so this is talking about traveling in the direction of the sun. To go the opposite way, which is to go Wittershins. Ooh, I do like that word. I do too. Allows the fairies to place the runner under their sway. Oh. Um, then if you circle a tenth time, it is foolhardy to do so. Because the fairies can get you. Uh, another superstition says that wearing a hat backwards can confuse the fairies temporarily and that will prevent them from pulling you into the fairy ring. That's how so, I survived the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as you don't go Wittershins yeah. and as long as you are wearing a hat and you keep it to nine times below the full moon, you should be all good to investigate what's going on with the fairies down there. Ironically, when they see me in my backwards baseball cap, <laughs> they they're going to the want way? me to dance. Oh, <laughs> they're like, look at this guy! My jinkos, yeah, he's got the moves. Yeah, um, there are also legends about stone circles, so basically like Stonehenge oh. but bigger, yeah. being connected to fairies. Whether it's that they live under the stones or that those circles are, are similarly portals, and when wand- when wandering into a stone circle acts as a portal to the fairy realm there are standing stone fairies who guard it to keep people out oh because they don't they don't in this instance they don't want you to wander into their realm like it's not like when they're taking a fairy walk and they decide to snatch a kid like they're having a party and it's vip they don't want you in there so that's why it's bad news if you stumble into the fairy circle and when it's a stone circle in particular these stone guards are acting as bouncers so They'll kill your kid if you build your house too close to their thing and they won't even let you party. Yeah, right. Most foul. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Any questions about fairies? I mean, a lot, but no. (laughs) Because now we're just going to move on to trees. (laughs) Oh, Kristen, 
I need my I need my tree facts. Of course. All right, so let's talk about the hawthorn tree. Yeah. So, like I said before, it's been noticed that a lot of fairy rings seem to pop up around hawthorn trees, and because of that, it's gotten this association as being a fairy tree, and. Keep in keeping with a lot of other fairy stuff, you don't want to mess with a hawthorn tree because of that. So it's supposed to be bad luck if you were to cut one down, um, take branches off of it, like hang things on the tree. It's not a good idea to do that, except for at Beltane, which is a Wiccan uh festival, and mm. then all bets are off. Um, just in case doing any of these things to the hawthorn tree would like upset the wee folk in some way. Oh. Huh. So you want to leave Hawthorns alone. Okay. Um, here are some instances of scary things happening around Hawthorn trees. In 1999, work was interrupted on the main road from Limerick to Galway because a fairy tree, a Hawthorn tree, stood in its path. The road had to be rerouted and construction was delayed for 10 years. What? <laughs> Why didn't somebody just scout out the goddamn path? Do you think that guy lost his job? Yes. There was definitely a Or guy- he got promoted. <laughs> there's got to be a guy whose job it was to figure out the path do you think that he was just like like once they figured out that there was a hawthorn tree in their way and they didn't want to build around it, they were like what, what jenkins you were supposed to check he's like i did boss I it wasn't here yesterday <laughs> or he didn't know it was a hawthorn yeah or something whatever um in 2009 there were numerous sightings of an ancient ghost thought to reappear in tyrone after the felling of a fairy tree huh. So they chop down a tree, and all of a sudden, this ghost starts popping up. Now I'm here. Yeah. Maybe its soul was contained in the tree. Maybe. I Some, remember... like, headless horseman shit. What was this? You remember... Of, like, the Tim Burton version. Yeah, yeah. That's a great spooky tree. Hell yeah. Love a spooky tree. Go oh, check yeah. out Blackwood. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, there was a story that I read when I was a kid about a guy who turns into a tree. Does this ring a bell? Like his know. feet grew into roots and like even like I think there was like even a description of like the wood pushing against the uh the seams of his shoes and, and pushing down into the ground and huh. like he was unable to speak now and his you know arms extended upward like it was like horrifically slow as a process and mm-hmm. I think I read this book as a spooky kid mm-hmm. I think that I deliberately like would get this book and reread it constantly yeah. as a kid I, I forgot about that until just now yeah chopped down the tree and now the ghost is there i hmm. yeah i don't remember oh that. does anybody know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah if you're if you remember what it is let me know because yeah. it, it kind of rings a bell but i i, I can't like put yeah, my I finger on it um so in contrast to that in greece and britain the hawthorn tree is actually a symbol of love and marriage you're not you know afraid to touch it none of that stuff and the branches are often worn as wreaths uh by brides like you know that you put on your head yeah uh and a branch is used it would be used as a wedding torch which potentially may have led to the phrase that you carry the torch for someone because at this at weddings people would carry a torch made of a hawthorn branch that's cool so it's obviously having to do with love so you'd be like you carry the torch for them yeah um branches also hang above doors in britain and greece as a way to ward off evil spirits they're thought of as kind of a good luck thing okay i really want to go into that place but there are branches above the door so i can't and i'm evil i'm evil so i gotta stay out here yeah it's a shame I guess I live out here now. I really wanted a taco. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, let's then talk about blackthorn trees. Yeah. Because I came across this somehow in the course of research and just came back to it. Um, so blackthorns might have the darkest reputation Ooh. in Irish tree lore. Um, it's known as a strafe in ancient Ireland, and people think that that might be the original word for strife. Oh. A blackthorn tree, which is a strafe. I mean, yeah, strafe. Um, the blackthorn is associated with the darker side of the year um, because it's a prickly shrub with long thorns. And uh, it's not like, you know, like a summery sweet tree. And if you are pricked by any of these thorns, they can cause septic flesh wounds. Oh, God. That's like an extremely poisonous tree. It produces bitter sweet berries called sloes that ripen finally after the first frost. Wow. So you can eat those, I guess, but you do not want to get pricked by no. any of the thorns on it. So it's like a very, you know... Uh, what am I trying to say? Like a fickle kind of tree. Exactly. But you got to get those berries. Oh, yeah. So just be careful. Because you love slow. Yeah. Now, what does slow gin fizz is? Because slow is S-L-O-E. Maybe. And, I'll um, take a look. Yeah. And that's how, I think that's how it's spelled for a slow gin fizz. Let's see. Uh, I, I just have to shout out the chat one real quick because I think it might help people at home potentially. Um, Caitlin, in our live chats, we record the episodes live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. EST on YouTube.com slash GTTU pod. Uh, Caitlin said that there's a book called Top Secret by John Reynolds. Does that ring a bell to you at all as for the tree thing? Oh, I don't know. Hmm. I'll, I'll have to check it out. I'm not yeah. sure. I wonder if that's it. Maybe just in case, maybe some people at home are like, yeah, that's right. So I do have SLOE slow mm -hmm. is the small bluish black fruit of the blackthorn with a sharp, sour taste, mm -hmm. which I believe slow gin fizzes are sour. Yeah. Right? So slow gin is a British red liquor made with gin and slows. Okay. Yeah. There you go. There it is. Slow gin fizz would then therefore come from a blackthorn tree. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So that's probably one of the spookiest drinks you can order. Too spooky. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the blackthorn is often associated with obstacles, or excuse me, uh, overcoming obstacles for a better future or protection when things are going badly. Hmm. Um, it's a haven for birds such as the nightingale who found protection among the tree's long thorns. So even though it has this kind of like sinister vibe and reputation to it and that it could really hurt you, you could also see all of those things as being protective. Yeah. Like if you kind of were thinking of the black thorn or invoking it as some sort of armor for yourself for getting True. through hard times, those things that could otherwise hurt could be taken good care of you the blackthorn tree is also last week i was talking about um how shillelaghs mm -hmm. were made of blackthorn trees yes that's right so I, I had no idea that it was such a sort of and i love a frightening tree i oh, had yeah. no idea that it was a spooky I'm, thorny dangerous wood i must have just had this information like buried in my mind when i read the thing about the hawthorn tree even though they didn't like make a whole big thing of it i was like I think that there are legends around the hawthorn tree and the, yeah, the black, the I think black I just Googled blackthorn tree. I don't know why it was in my head. Yeah. And maybe because of the shillelagh thing last week, maybe it just lodged in my subconscious or yeah. something. Um, 
So here's part of why the Blackthorn also has this kind of like reputation besides just the way that it looks and being kind of an intimidating tree. Um, it's said to be guarded by unfriendly fairies. Oh. In fact, specifically guarded by the spiky fairy folk who are known as, I'm not going to pronounce this correctly, I apologize, Lunanesith. It's L-U-N-A-N. T-I-S-I-D-H-E. I believe that last thing is pronounced Sith. Yeah. So, so. Lunantisith, maybe? Sure. Um, I think that's right. <laughs> which I, I'm sure it's right. Which means moon fairy, if okay. you're taking it literally. And by the way, you mentioned at the end of last week's episode, if I was going to be talking about the Sith, because they're fairies, I looked it up. They are specifically Scottish fairies. Oh. And this episode is Irish. Oh, well. I'm drawing the line. I I've made a huge mistake. Yeah, what a gaffe. I'd like to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken error. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I bet we'll get to Scottish stuff someday. Yeah. Um, so these spiky, scary fairies, these moon fairies are not friendly, even in the best situation. They're just not down with humans, but they will be especially pissed off if you try to cut through a blackthorn tree on Samhain or Beltane. They will curse the hell out of you. What's Beltane? Beltane is one of the Wiccan. Um, what the hell do you call it? It's not a holiday. Yeah. Why am I blanking? On what? Oh, Sabbath. Sabbath. It, Sabbath. Uh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Samhain is essentially Halloween or conflated right. with Halloween. And Beltane harvest. is a spring Sabbath. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, on Beltane, I guess it is cool to hang stuff off of a hawthorn tree when you normally wouldn't touch one at all that's cool with the fairies because that's celebratory i guess of something that they really care about the hawthorn tree but if you were to try to cut something off of the blackthorn tree even though it's beltane yeah not into it so make your tree choices wisely on beltane of course um so the lunantisith uh only leave that tree on full moons so that they can pay homage to the moon goddess otherwise they are sticking by their blackthorns and guarding them so if you did want to for some reason cut something off of a blackthorn tree or if you want to harvest some of those slows those berries you want to do it under a full moon because the fairies won't be there to fight you okay good to know which is awesome um so as you said the wood of the blackthorn the blackthorn tree is usually used to make shillelaghs um, to like settle the score. And yeah, stuff they like were that. they so... were like gentleman battle walking sticks. Yeah, and I do have confirmation from mom, by the way, because I asked her. That's right. Uh, over the course of this week, uh, if she had a shillelagh, because I could have sworn her father had a shillelagh. Our grandfather. Okay. He did have a shillelagh, but evidently he didn't let anybody. Like, interact with it or touch it. It was, like, hanging. Oh. And they were not supposed to, like, bring it down. Oh. Yeah. That's scary that it was hanging, kind of. It is a little scary. I know. If I, you, like, don't know him, that sounds ominous. I, like, he was such a funny... Yeah, he's, like, so funny and nice. He was a wonderful yeah. Yeah, person. But, no, it makes it sound scary. Like, there's a shillelagh hanging on the wall as, like, a reminder. I think it must have just not... been some form of heirloom. And he, just oh, didn't want, he didn't want the kids to mess with it or something you no know? i know but yeah. what i'm saying it sounds scary to say it was on the wall and nobody could touch it I the know. shillelagh because <laughs> that's something that's you know like literally only meant to beat people i know yeah you don't touch the shillelagh the shillelagh touches you yeah yeah that's right um so another thing that blackthorn trees are often associated with is the 
the Kalik. Okay. Um, this is C A I L L E A C H. And this is the goddess of winter. So in Celtic fo- folklore, the Kalik emerged at Samhain to take over the year because now it's the dark time and says to Bridget, who's the goddess of the summer, like, I got this. You're good. You go rest. Now is my time to rule over the land. Okay. So one portrayal of her is a blue veiled old woman with a raven perched on one shoulder and a blackthorn staff in hand, which she uses to create mountains, lakes, and valleys, and also brings about snowstorms and rough weather. So this is basically the Kalik's like uh, magic wand. Oh. All right. You know, yeah. and also a walking stick because things get a little bit, you know, slippy and slidey during the winter. So you want to be safe. Yes, of course. Um, <laughs> you know, it, Lucius Malfoy hid his wand and his walking stick. Yeah, that's right. And I believe that uh, I believe Draco Malfoy had a blackthorn wand. Oh, William. I, I think, think I think I'm not wrong. I think you might be correct. I mean, it's it's known as like the sinister wood. I think that that could totally be. Yeah. Um. So it might be partially because of the associ- the association with the goddess of winter that and her portrayal as kind of an old woman that the blackthorn is sometimes known as the dark crone of the woods. Okay. Because if you are looking at the seasons as phases of life and womanhood winter would be your crone period when things are kind of started sort of starting to slow down a little bit um also william witches and warlocks like draco were said to use blackthorn wands i have it confirmed by the way draco malfoy had a blackthorn wand william you're too good um so yeah that's another reason that blackthorn is like a scary wood because it was like witch's favorite wood for wands and witches are obviously very scary and evil um they also used to back in the day um burn witches and heretics on blackthorn pyres um because that would cleanse their evil in some way even i know the tree is supposedly... i know the tree itself is evil i don't right. know maybe i'm maybe completely they were... making this up maybe being able to burn the tree is a show of like dominance over that evil right. yeah 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 and so that smoke is kind of cleansing everything up i also have this justin maybe the people burning witches were, were assholes idiots, idiots. yes yeah. that's there's a very good chance <laughs> yeah i think i think that the chance of that is through the roof um there's also a christian belief that the devil chose his victims or disciples by pricking them with a black thorn thorn and then the blood from that wound would seal the deal with the devil oh Mm -hmm. wow almost like signing the devil's ledger yes exactly and so the last point about the black thorn is that weirdly um even though this tree showed up in other places like in europe and western asia it doesn't seem like there's any mythology about the black thorn tree aside from ireland and britain for some reason it's only you know scary and meaningful there and everywhere else it seems to be just a tree okay yeah cool maybe it has something to do with the region yeah right maybe it's because the fairy lines are there maybe fairy lines are nowhere else right that could be i mean i don't think so i think they're probably everywhere but who knows so they're here yeah yes really Mm-hmm. You think that we have to another, be careful? Another thing that Brett and I talked about is that one of the um, realms of fairies is also the imagination. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
So, so basically, any time you were thinking about them, you were calling to them in some way and inviting them to live with you for that time. Well, that careful. You're thinking of, in your mind, for that time that you were thinking about them, you are breaking bread with them, theoretically, but just kind of like musing about them. I got to tell you, having a fairy on this property is the last thing I need right now. <laughs> no, you could have good fairies. You could ask fairies to help you with things. Like the Elementals episode. So let me think. I, I, this is not top of mind. Ah. Oh, a fairy did that. Um, this is not top of mind. But if you are like, okay, I need to get some resumes out there. I need to really get some work going. You could think to yourself, all right, if, you know, to the uh, elementals of fire, fire fairies, please help me kind of like really get things moving right now. Help me get that fire in my belly, that motivation to get this stuff done. That's a good thing. That sounds, that's a that's that, a good fairy to call it on. It sounds great. Yeah. And I think you should use it. I'm sure I will. I know you will. <laughs> So that's it. That's fairies and trees. That's great. That's yeah. wonderful. Thank you, Raj. Oh, you're welcome. For your Ireland report. Absolutely. Happy to to chime in. Cool. So we hope you enjoyed that. Hope you like fairy lore. Hope you like branch lore. Yeah, branch lore. Yeah. A branch of lore that we seldom discuss is itself branch lore. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely true. That's true. So thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Like we said before, if you would like to support the show, which we appreciate endlessly much you can go to patreon.com slash gttu pod help support the show and get all kinds of bonuses in return and thank you again so much to everybody who already does that that's right you can also follow at gttu pod on all social media to keep up to date with the shows that we're releasing we've got fun stuff on the horizon we're going to be uh, doing some appearances and mm-hmm. things like that so make sure you follow at gttu pod gttupod.com by the way is the home of guide to the unknown where you can find links to our merchandise how to contact us information about advertising on this podcast um uh, oh uh, our po box mm-hmm. um where you can send us things if you so choose if you so desire yes um and you can also reach out to us in real life yep i am at chillin Kristen. i am at the myth traveler so thank you all so much for hanging out with us for this uh Back-to-back Irish mm-hmm. excursion. Right. It was fun. I, I do like the idea of, like, I, I love specific folklore. And I love, yeah. uh, like, taking a look at things that, like, I have no awareness of. Yeah, totally. Previously. It's awesome. And it was fun to do a sort of a double header mm-hmm. on this. Uh, we'll be back next week for more spooky curiosities from another place and time. Yeah. But until that time comes, we must travel. Down the fairy path, we. <laughs>